You're listening to Behind the Viewfinder podcast, where you can relate as client or as service-based entrepreneur. Listen in on behind the scenes of client projects, the latest image capturing trends, and recommendations for your photo or video needs. Here's your host, Andy Coles. Hey, welcome to another episode of Behind the Viewfinder podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, thanks for dropping by. This is where we talk about photo and video capturing things related. We also discuss topics about what a client might be curious or interested in when it comes to image capturing services. So grab some chicken wings and get comfy because we're getting this podcast started. Happy International Chicken Wing Day. Wow. I don't, I don't know that I've done international yet. I'm trying to include inclusion, include inclusion. Is that a thing? I guess it, we're making it a thing right now, I guess. Um, it was, it was actually a toss up, you guys. Uh, there was national ginger snap day. I'm not big on ginger, ginger snaps personally, so I, I couldn't get a, you know, excited or stoked about that one in any sense, but the runner up was National Creative Ice Cream Flavors Day. I do like some good ice cream from now and then, but when it comes to sweet or savory, I'm more of a savory person, some would argue, but I know what my tongue likes and that's what it's all about. You know, what you know, especially with wings, it's like you can get like super super hot ones or you can get you know, really fun flavors or sweet flavors or super savory flavors. I just want to talk about the ones they have at Wingstop or is it Buffalo? No, sorry. Buffalo Wild Wings. There are these mango habanero wings. They are so dang good. They have just the right amount of sweet to them, but they also have this massive kick to them. And you know what? If you know what I'm saying, (laughs) you're going to pay for it twice. Yikes, my goodness. Actually, when I eat that, I like start sweating. That's how hot it is. Habanero, oh my goodness. I have tried some ghost pepper stuff before. That's kind of hot too, but I just don't like the way maybe it's prepared or whatever it was, or maybe it was just the sauce that I had for that day. Um, a little too, uh, I don't know, like almost like charcoal, acidity, smoke, too smoky maybe. I don't know. That's that's what I'm chalking it up to. Okay. If there is something out there that you like super spicy, that's hotter than that, I guess what, what the, the Scoville, Scoville rating, Scoville rating is, if it's up there, let me know, send me a message. I want to know what's up and maybe where even I can even try that. Maybe for one day, I'm feeling crazy, feeling like I want to burn my face off. <laughs> so last week we talked about how to pose your clients how to pose your male clients and get that masculine look, right? Today, we're doing the opposite. Talking about how to pose your female clients, how to get that feminine and diminished look. But at the same time, with women, you can still incorporate some of the strong things too that calls attention, right? So I would also, if you haven't already, check out the previous episode to make sure that you listen in on those tips on how to open up the presence and command the eyes to look at the overall picture, right? And you can use that in this segment, just like you can use this in the previous. Now, again, it's all about how you want to perceive 
or have the person perceived in your picture. You can of course use a feminine look or diminished look for your males, just like you can use a strong and masculine look for your females. It just depends on what you're going for. Now, maybe some of you are thinking, why would I wanna make a female look masculine? Well, a lot of times we have women out there who are entrepreneurs. They're leading the way, they're paving the way when it comes to the opening their businesses, starting business adventures, maybe they own a business, or maybe they're the head chef or something like that. Catch them in that demeanor so that it commands presence to show, I own what I do. You know, I mean, there's even like photos of realtors I've seen in the past where it's like they, this command presence like, wow, man, she looks like she knows her thing. I'll buy from her, right? So that's also one thing you can do. You know, also another thing that a lot of women are doing too is they're big into fitness, right? They have a brand that they're selling to their clients, to the public. And so what better way to show strong, strength, fierce, ferocity. That's what you wanna to do to command that. But at the same time, you can also incorporate really sassy looks to give feminine, to show what the woman's body is like. And that's one thing about women and clients usually too, is more so than men, is that they're very conscientious of how they look. And it's up to you to help them capture that best presence of what they look like in real life, okay? So without further ado, let's get started. <laughs> so like the previous episode, we're gonna work from our feet up. Okay, now I will say personally, I think that posing females is a lot easier than it is posing males. Okay, taking it back, and let's take it back throughout the course of history. A lot of times when people were telling stories or if there were wives tales, I don't even wanna call them wives tales because I don't think wives would tell them, but you know, uh, myths or cultural bearings where people would say in cultural, like you want a woman with big, big hips because they're probably childbearing hips or maybe like their bosom or whatever it is. These are things that people characterize as feminine, right? So what are these shapes when we think about it? They're very curvy, right? And a lot of times that's what we have to showcase. We're looking for curves, those lines opposite to what we had in our male and masculine clients. Our male and masculine clients, right? We wanted sharp, really strong lines, 90 degrees we wanted, right? And this one, we want softer. We don't want so much 90 degrees, maybe a little more acute or maybe a little wider, depending on how your client frames, okay? So with your woman or your female or your diminished subject, you always wanna have the feet close together, very close. If not close, you wanna have them stacked over each other in the sense of like, if you're standing and you have your right foot, your left foot, um, use your right foot to cross over your left foot so that your right foot is basically resting on the toes and your ankles are in a sense crossing each other. This will add shape as it is. It will add shape to the, the thighs and to the hips. Another thing that you can do is have one foot pop. And a lot of times it's called a bevel. Have the person shift weight to one leg. And what you can do too to your clients is ask them, hey, I want you to put 
all of your weight into one leg and have one resting and see which one looks natural to them that it gives more of that curvy shape. They may feel like they think they do really well on the right leg when in fact they look better in the left leg. I've had this personally happen. So you have to suggest that for them. Now, if they just feel awkward posing in that, in that leg, in that sense, by all means have them shift. But then what you want to do is you want to have their hips pop, accentuate more. And it could be as simple as having them turn a little bit more or to really kick their weight into their hips and lean in so it pops out more. Some people get, you know, a little, uh, I guess, what's the word again? Oh my goodness. They get a little self-conscious thing. I don't have much of a backside. Well, if you do this and you pop that again, you want to make sure that you're representing your clients as best as possible. This may require you to get lower, to lower your angle in your camera, right? And real quick, just to talk about camera angles, that's going to really play out for females. And you can use it for males. It doesn't happen as much, but with females, when your lens is about torso length, everything will look proportional. Now, if you do from the bottom up, let's say that your lens is equivalent to their thighs or knees. Now it's going to look like they have really long legs. Maybe this will work out if your client says, you know, I don't have long legs. I wish I had long legs to pose with. Use this tactic. This will make their legs seem longer than they really are. Especially when we're talking about lenses that have a chromatic aberration to them or some, some, some sort of, I'm sorry, not chromatic aberration, scratch that. We're talking about lens distortion. It may create bowing. And then again, it's like the whole thing in a fun house, which aren't really fun. They're more confusing. They should be con called confusing houses. Anyways, <laughs> use that to your benefit. Now, if you use top down, the camera angle, maybe from like eye, eyebrow line or forehead and looking down, this will do the opposite. It'll create that their torso looks really long and they have really short legs. Now I would recommend not to use this, especially if your clients already feel like they have very stubby legs, this will make their legs look even more stubbier than they really are. Okay. And it may dwarf that in some sense, especially if you're using like a wide angle lens. All right. Now, Let's get back to the, the hip popping. So have them pop the hip. In this case, just as I mentioned, get that low angle so that it really accentuates and show that there's like, oh my gosh, goodness, there's some baby got back. I don't know. That was something. <laughs> Anyhow, so you want to make sure that you can get these hips, these lines. Now, let's say that you're already getting them into a quarter turn pose to you. You can still have them have you squared off, right? And to give them curves, what you would want to do is have one knee, right? So if they're squared off on you, have one knee bend and slightly turn into the other. Okay. And what they'll do is they'll kick their hip to the opposite leg. This will create that almost hour hourglass shape automatically, especially if your client already doesn't have that. Then what you want to do moving back up. Now we talk about our waistline. Now, depending on your client, you can say that maybe your client feels a little heavy set. Maybe they're not too uh, comfortable with how their midline looks. That's totally fine. Again, with turning them in that quarter portion, it's going to help basically eliminate to make it look not as bad. Okay. Or maybe not as big in that sense or how they view it in that, in that way. 
What's up, everybody? I'm breaking up this podcast real quick to say I need your help to keep this podcast going. If you're digging this episode, make sure to rate it five stars, give it an applause, or give it a like. If you think this podcast is weak, give me a rating nonetheless. Lastly, write a short or long review and share this episode with someone you think that would benefit from this or share it with an enemy to waste their time. All right, back to this episode. You're you're listening to Behind the Viewfinder Podcast. Then what you can do is have the arms create small, really small and soft lines and angles in some sense. Now, be careful when doing this. It's a lot easier with men to be intentional about how they position their hands. Hands are connected to the arms, right? Totally understandable. But what you want to do is have them basically pop their elbow off of their body. A lot of times women tend to keep their elbows right at their sides, at their like chest line or or whatever it is. And that sometimes is an indication that they are just uncomfortable. They just feel kind of shy. They're closing off their body. When you open up that elbow to show gap between their arm and their body, it'll also help to show maybe if there are any lines out there for them to see. And again, we're giving more shapes. We're giving curves for our women to create that that appeal that for so many centuries that people have basically sought or yeah, sought after. Okay. Next, with with your hands, a lot of times people make the mistake that they have their fingers closed off. Like you're going to high five somebody or receive payment from somebody, which doesn't look that great. What you want to have them do is have them have their fingers relaxed in some sense. Those are relaxed and they, you, I mean, if you raise your hand right now in a relaxed position with your fingers, they're not closed together, right? There's a, there's a gap between all your fingers. You want to create the same thing. What you can do is for intention is to have the hand maybe on top of the resting on top of the thigh, maybe on the hip. Sometimes that even helps out too, because if they're gripping the hip, then what happens is it shows that line in that hip line as well. Okay. Now the other portion you can do too, is they can hold on to their, um, their waistline of their pants or their shorts or whatever it is. This usually is a big one for a lot of top models. They'll hold on to the sides of them and with their thumbs and their index fingers. And it basically indicates that like, this is my, this is my waist. This is what, you know, I own this is, this is how my body rocks. Okay. Unlike males, you don't want to have, you don't like, well, or I'm sorry, unlike males for a masculine domineering look, you don't want to do that. It'll create the wrong image. If you're creating that masculine appeal. Now, again, back to the hands intentional. You can also have them. You can do the watch thing or the bracelet thing that does help. You can also have them frame themselves. Women look really great when they frame themselves with their hands. The only problem with this is it gets really tricky because now most times you have to incorporate both hands. Yeah, you can get away with one hand sometimes, but it's really tricky because it's like you have to get a tight frame where it's just head and hand, right? So the, the frame of the hands can solve. They can basically have their back of their hands. So they're resting basically their chin, partial of their cheek on their index finger. So the palm is facing down in a way and they can kind of tilt their head with it. Okay. Another thing that they can also do is they can also use their hands to brush through their hair. 
right? A lot of times what they're doing, they're fixing their hair anyways. If you don't feel comfortable in directing them and just dragging their fingers through their hair, just tell them, hey, like fix your hair as if you're gonna whip it up, whip it up in a ponytail or an updo or something like that. And you'll get these natural lines that basically they're just kind of fixing and grooming their health. And while they're doing that, their arms are up and it creates this, again, nice curvature to their torso and even to their waistline because those would be naturally, you know, shaped out that way. Now, maybe let's say again that they are more comfortable standing straight while they're fixing their hair. Tell them, hey, pop your leg or, or lean into one leg, lean into that hip. And I guarantee you it's going to give you that shape. Okay. Next, the head, the very important part. Now, the head, very much so, you can have it where it's squared off to the camera. But the other portion is you can always have the head leaning where the elbow is almost uh, going in the sense of leaning onto the shoulder. You can do that. You can also do where you can tell the client to look at you and then have them basically tell them, I want you to look at your shoulder and you can call attention to whatever shoulder it is. Be careful when you do this, because a lot of times we have them extenuate too much and then it looks like they're looking at something outside the frame of our camera and it draws the attention to uh, the viewer as what exactly is so uh, interesting that they're looking outside of the frame of the camera. So make sure that you're getting the right angle for this one and that they're very much doing what you want when they're basically looking at their shoulder. Okay. The other part is you can have them also, uh, uh, well, I mean, it's really also pretty, I guess, uh, uh, what's the word popular for women to show their curves in their face, their lip line, their nose, their eyes. If you notice these details that maybe your client has very almond shaped eyes, get a close up. Okay. These are details that people also look for, but really don't think that they are lips. Maybe their lips have curvature or maybe they have this natural puffiness to them. Get that close up shot to show those things. The other part that's really cool that I want to share with you guys. It's a, a pretty cool trick. Now there's that smoldering look, right? That's just kind of like, yes, but I'm kind of breathing, but I'm not, I'm relaxed, but I am, and I am, I am not. How do you get someone to do that? Well, there's a trick. And I'm gonna tell you right now how to do it. It's gonna sound ridiculous, but I want you to try it and do it in front of the, in front of the mirror yourself. And then when you do realize, oh my gosh, that does work, you're gonna try it on your clients. And it's gonna sound funny. It's gonna be a little laughter, which is fine, right? It's gonna make it all light and everything. But I want you to tell them to say prune. Now, not like that, because obviously just saying it like that, there's not a lot of uh, accentuating to the lips. You want to say, I want you to say prune. And really what you're looking for is that when you get them, you're looking for that part. <laughs> and naturally those lips will separate in a relaxed way. And this will really help, especially when they're relaxed in their face. Let them know to kind of just feel like relaxed, like they're just laying in the sun or about to lay in, you know, in bed for a nap or something like that. Get them in that relaxed face and that sension or that, that, um, that uh, space where they feel like they can totally relax their cheekbones, their eyes, their eyebrows, and it'll create that awesome look. And I'm guaranteeing you, if you're still thinking about prune or if you've been trying it right now, it's amazing, right? You're welcome. <laughs> 
The other part that's also very important for females or for a diminished look is that lighting is everything. Now, you can create shadows if you want to create very edgy looks and such like that, but front on lighting, paramount lighting is the best lighting, especially when it's all diffused, right? Think about maybe a lot of famous wedding pictures that you see. A lot of times the bride is standing next to a window, which usually has curtains in front of them. The curtains are naturally diffusing that light. When you have that light hitting their face, hitting their body, it just creates this very whimsical look, right? All airy and all that such. Now, you can still do the same with contouring, with, with uh, shadows and such, but this is more, that's more of a fashion design if you want to maybe accent there are cheekbones or their chin line, that's stuff that you can totally do. Think about fashion magazines. When you see like big, big things like uh, W Mag or Vogue, you're seeing headshots, close-ups. You're maybe not even seeing their neck. If you are, you're seeing a very small portion of it and it's just their face. It's completely lit. It's lit from the top and it's lit from the bottom. Now, why is it lit from both sides? Because using the paramount lighting, remember it creates shadows that create almost like deep eye sockets and it also creates this stuff underneath your chin and your neckline. When you have a catch light reflector or another light source, it'll help illuminate all those shadows. And a lot of times people say it makes the person look younger than they are, okay? The other part about lighting is that when you have big diffused light, whether it's the sun coming through drapes or bouncing light off a reflector, it basically helps eliminate a lot of the details in the skin so that just the skin looks flawless. Of course, it's, there's gonna be some production on, on your end, but the other thing that's super important too to keep in, in mind is that for your female clients, highly, highly recommend that they have a makeup artist because chances are they know what they're doing. They know how to conceal things that make maybe your client doesn't know how to, or maybe the makeup artist will have good um, makeup that's actually great for on set, whether it's video or photography, and they'll be able to use that. So this way, when it, all the lights are on or whatever it is, there won't be any cracking or there won't be any bouncing back of shadow or not shine of light and shining uh, off the makeup. It's going to be super great. I'm guaranteeing it. it'll be worth it, especially if your client is looking to get some, you know, very standout pictures. Highly recommend that and it'll go a long way in a sense for helping you out as well. All right. So that's it for me, guys. I hope you learned a lot from this one. Uh, if this was a great episode, share this with somebody out there. I guarantee you there's somebody out there struggling on how to pose females. Remember, looking for those curves, accentuate, pop the hip, okay? Create a space in the arms. And that's another thing too, I forgot to mention that a lot of times women, you know, they kind of freak out about their arms, the size of their arms or whatnot. If there's ever a chance that you can have them, make sure that their arm is separated from their body a little bit. It will feel awkward and posing, but it won't squish and sandwich it so it doesn't make it look like do that whole like bicep, you know, expanding type thing. So again, another awesome tip. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, like I said, that's it for me. You know what happens next. We'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for listening and happy clicking.